Hey Flyers fans, it's Al Morgani here. I want to tell you about my new Flyers podcast, South Philly Sauce, along with Ashlyn Sullivan. We break down the ins and outs of the team while also bringing you the best interviews with players, coaches, and media members. You can hear the new episode every week, twice a week, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes! It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, I I feel like we say this every week, but I am now at the point where I, I think as much as I wanted Matt Klintak gone, and, and we, anyone who has ever listened to this podcast knows how badly we wanted Matt Klintak gone, the, the sleep that we lost over Matt Klintak being gone, mm-hmm. I have officially reached the point where I want Andy McPhail gone way more than I ever want. I would take Matt Clintag back if it meant Andy McPhail being gone. And don't, you know, I don't want Andy McPhail. I don't want Matt Clintag back. But Jack, get this guy away from our team now. It is the most imperative thing facing this franchise. It might be even more important than who they hire to replace him. Like, just get him away. How are you? I absolutely hate him. I just <laughs> hate him. And like, dear, like John, for the love of God, like I'm just begging you. Ple- like, I put a uh, listen. I put up a poll yesterday on my Twitter account, uh, Mr. Middleton. Um, and I, if you want to go check it out, you can. I know you're. Uh, I know you're quickly influenced by Twitter polls. Uh, I know it's why you signed uh, Bryce Harper and <laughs> Manny Machado correct decision i know this is something that you are deeply passionate about and um something that you you really value the 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 people that you know root for your baseball team on a weekend week out basis and i know that you listen to the podcast but if you go check out my twitter account and i'm sure you have a burner that is monitoring my twitter account because why wouldn't you i mean name someone that name someone that is more critical more real more talkative about the phillies than me and you won't find him john Go look at the Twitter poll that I put up two days ago. And I simply asked, who would you rather have the ear of John Middleton, me or Andy McPhail? And after 2,500 votes, not exactly a small sample size, 91% said me over Andy McPhail. And listen, I'm not going to parade around and say that's some kind of massive win. I just think that's something that you should consider when you're taking advice from a freaking dinosaur. Like, how about you just let him go, you know, send him off to pasture. And like this whole BS about, oh, you know, John Middleton really wants Andy McPhail to just step out of the way. You are the freaking owner. If you want him to get out of the way, then Move him out of the way. Move him out of the way. So, uh, listen, James, I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I love this podcast. I love the Phillies. I love the High Hopes uh, family that we have kind of created here in our in our listenership. And I 
can't believe people tune in every week to hear us just complain about this baseball team. And I know this podcast was founded on hopes and the Phillies are a sleeping giant and like finding the positive in a baseball team that has had a lot of negatives. But James and I just can't, we can't lie to you. We've said that a thousand times We and we can't, we can't try to spin this as something positive. Like we just can't. And I know that people don't want to listen to negative podcasts and we try to make it fun. And I think we do make it fun. But when we're talking about this freaking baseball team, we can't make this fun. I mean, we can't, we can't make this, we can't make this positive. We'll make it fun, but I can't make this happy. I'm not happy. I'm sad every day I wake up, James. How are you? Yeah, that's what I said to to you today. I was like, I know that I will enjoy talking to you and I will have fun talking to you, but I don't want to talk about this team. Like, I'd rather talk to you about movies or whatever, anything, science. I'd rather butcher science with you than talk about this team. And it's so depressing. I mean, like, and then, you know, we've got John Middleton here doing what he's doing, and then you see Steve Cohen give his press conference in New York. Steve Cohen, who comes in and within two hours of being there, has fired the entire front office. It's just like, all of you, get out. Manaya out. Brody, out. Like, just leave. Like, and, and Middleton couldn't even fire Matt Klintag, much less Andy McPhail, who it seems is way worse. I mean, recommending Jim Hendry, Jack. I mean, we were down this road before when the, those rumors came out and we did the you know, Jim Hendry, Ned Coletti, Dave Dombrowski thing. And look, I don't think they're going to hire Jim Hendry, but just the idea that the dude who has the ear of the owner is saying hire Jim Hendry. And like, that's what your your point there is what, what is most important is that like, we will not lie to the High Hopes listeners. And if we came on here and just made it seem like, oh, it'll be fine. We got Bryce Harper. Like that, we would be lying. Like I would be lying to your... I was going to say faces, but earbuds, ear holes, I guess. Like, and, and Bryce Harper, man, like Bryce Harper, I feel devastated for this dude. Like this dude got grifted. This dude got conned. Bryce Harper got conned. John Middleton pulled the wool over his eyes and said, oh, I'm a big boy. I'm going to spend money. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. BS. Like BS. Flat out BS. It is proven to be BS. They're not spending money. They are going to pinch pennies because of this whole thing that's going on while Steve Cohen's coming in there and saying, all right, let's throw some money around. Let's sign the top guys. Let's interview the top guys. Oh, and again, how about the Angels hiring a GM today? Uprooting in the middle of a pandemic. Like, how sad is it, Jack, that every single person on Philly's Twitter tweeted, well, I guess someone can uproot in the middle of a pandemic or some version of that when that happened. Like, that's where we're at. But Buster only wrote a piece today where other teams around the league are calling the Phillies small-minded. That is a quote about the Phillies, Jack. It is a peril. They are in peril right now, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are. They are. They. I mean, all right, all right. How about this? Are they? Are they five of five? Are they five? Would you, if you could pick to be any of the teams in the NL East, are they the fifth pick? Yeah, of course they're the fifth pick. Yeah. What is that, man? And they're and they're and they're the worst part is that they're a laughingstock. They're 
they've become a laughing stock in their own city. John Middleton's become a soundboard. Um, like even <laughs> every national baseball writer out there is using uprooting during a pandemic as like a shot at the Phillies. Like everyone is just taking a shot at the Phillies, and no one can figure out why they're just why they're doing this. I mean, why are they just sitting it out? Why are they not? Like, no one can how no one can figure it out. No one can figure it out. I mean, I I think I have it figured out. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, Theo's the only like. Let's put it this way, Theo. Again, if there is any shred of, you know, ability or competency in that front office and ownership group right now, then it's Theo. Like that's the the only logical thing that makes sense. But like, why should we think that the logical makes sense? Like, it, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. They haven't made any sense this offseason. I mean, again, like, read that Buster only piece. Let me hear. Let me just read you this this one little paragraph from it. Yeah, because not all of us have ESPN Insider yes, okay. like me. Here, this is kind of the hammer paragraph from Buster. Okay, he said, um, the Phillies need a plan for the future and for now because the Braves are getting better. The Mets may be dramatically better, perhaps adding the likes of George Springer and Trevor Bauer. The Nationals will be better in 2021. And by the way, one World Series doesn't say that. But And the Marlins have a lot of talent. Here's the, the hammer here. He goes, that the Phillies have dallied about their front office leadership is a source of enormous confusion around the sport because whatever salary is required for the next head honcho in baseball – uh, in baseball operations is an infinitesimal fraction of what's at stake financially for the franchise in picking the right players at the right prices in result in the resulting revenues. It's quote unquote small minded. One executive said, I mean, that's embarrassing, man. Like they're <laughs> saying John Middleton is a disaster right now. That is what that, that paragraph says. John Middleton is a disaster. The quick question not to fully sidebar here, but what what does in, infinitesimal mean? <laughs> infinitesimal means the smallest, yeah. tiniest, little amount. I mean, listen, it's it's a nice choice of words by Buster. Uh, it's I think it's trying to. I mean, I, I guess he did go to Vanderbilt, right? And I, I guess mean, it's he, a good word, you know. An yeah, no, it's it's a good word. It's a good it's word, a good, but like good, we could know? say we could say fraction of or small or yeah, you don't have to yeah, say. But he's trying to hammer home. It's not just a fraction. It is the smallest, littlest fraction. Of. I, I get it, but you've you've Sorry already sold the family. Sorry for Buster trying to. I don't know. Infuse a little, you I, know. Intelligence or culture into things or trying. Look, I'm a big fan of of when I and I appreciate you asking, Jack. Cause I'm a big fan. If I don't know a word, I like to look it up and see what that word is and build my mind, Jack. Well, that's why I asked you. You know, <laughs> I mean, true. because uh, because I my my biggest fear with you, James, is that you've been doing a lot of goo goo gaga talk with Zoe, and I don't want you to lose that sharp oh, brain that you have. Look at you, oh buddy. Yeah, Man. it's been a lot of. Uh, it's heartfelt. Blue. Is that is. That is a, Blue. a heartfelt, thoughtful thing to do, pal. Hey, uh, if there's one thing, I, I look out for the people that I care about, <laughs> and that's about it. Um, it's true. You do do that. Now back to something that I care about, but I hate, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the whole idea of <laughs> – but honestly – 
honestly, if their plan is Theo, the, if you if you just if you warp your mind, right, and you just if you just warp your mind to they're putting all of their eggs in the Theo basket, this all makes sense, you know. It, it the the sitting out of of trying to really find a GM because I. I do believe that they went after the big fish. You know, I, I do believe that they put in a call for Neander, and unfortunately it looks like the Neander uh, pipe dream is dead. Um, I do believe that they, they put in put in some effort to go after the big fish, and once they said no, you know, I don't think they want to just – because if you're the Phillies, do you really want to bring in a GM, hire a brand-new GM, let him hire his guys – and then a year from now, go after Theo and let him, like, fire the GM. Like, what GM's going to take that job? You know what I mean? Like, like what GM's going to take the job in a year? You already know the franchise is going to go after Theo. Like, I, I don't know why he – I don't know why – I don't know who would take that job. And I don't really know why you would try to sell him on that job. So, if you're the Phillies, you already know you're behind a lot of teams this year. You're behind the Nationals. Well, you're probably not behind the Nationals. You might be behind the Nationals. Yeah, you're definitely I behind you the. I think you are. I mean, you whatever. You're definitely Honestly, behind the Braves. One Soto alone puts you behind the Nationals. And look, Mike Rizzo. I mean, Mike Rizzo's way better than what we got. Right. So what I'm saying is that, like, if you put if if you look at it through that lens, and you're behind those guys, and sure, it's it's wasting a year of Bryce Harper. But if you're gonna go after a big fish like Theo Epstein, and you're gonna give him maybe some maybe a little bit of ownership stock, like what's <laughs> what's really the point in hiring a GM? Honestly, is what I'm saying makes sense at all? No, or of course, I... yes. It do- look, I, I get it. I, I there is no sense in hiring a GM if you are going to go after Theo next year. But, but there are a couple key caveats. To that one is that it can't be you're going to go after Theo next year. You have to have a a very, very, very good inclination that you are going to get Theo next year. Like you have to have. Uh, you know, I mean, I know that you can't, maybe there are rules about talking to other executives of other teams, but like, you need to know Theo's coming here. Cause you can't throw a year away. You can't throw a year away. Like the point is if, if, if Theo's not going to come here or if there's a chance Theo's not going to come here, then you need to find the best president you can now. Like again, this all goes back to the fact that Andy McPhail's still there. Like is just, huh. is just insanity. It is pure insanity. And the fact that he has the ear of him is of John Middleton is, is even more insanity. So look, I, I, I'm look. At, we said this from the jump. We said, you know, after Neander, obviously, if that wasn't gonna happen, that that we would be a hundred percent okay with them getting Theo next year and waiting year to get somebody. But they have to get him. So I think you're taking a big risk in that sense. Like that is nerve wracking. You don't know what can happen in a year. You don't know what team that that could be an intriguing option like decides to make a move for Theo cuz he's Theo so that part of it scares me and then the second part of it is the idea that okay let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt which let's acknowledge is a absurd thing to do with what they've shown us over the last you know few years and obviously this offseason stuff but like Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say the plan is Theo and they have a, a good idea they're going to get him. Handled it better. Like, the messaging has to be better. I mean, they are just fumbling every opportunity they have to convey their message to the fans of what they're doing, of how they're handling this offseason, how they're handling the future. I mean, they're just uh, – it's a it's a bleep show, Jack. I mean, again, to the, the uproot, the pandemic thing has become a joke across baseball, and that's our team, and that's our president – 
conveying how they're handling this situation. So, like, if they're going for Theo, you don't don't like sell this to the fan base this way. Don't tell them like you you're making yourselves look incompetent. When if you're actually going for Theo next year, like have a better plan of action about how you're gonna explain that to your fans without saying, "Oh, we're getting Theo next year." Like. The, the whole thing just – and thus, the way they've handled it just makes it so hard for me to believe that they're this strategic, smart group that's going to pluck Theo next year when he's free. Like, why should I believe that? Why? John Middleton's cheap right now. Like, why should I Why should I believe that he's going to pay what it takes to get Theo to, to lure Theo here? All that stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I agree with you that logically, if we're thinking about this logically, about a, a, the Philadelphia Phillies, the organization that they are and that they should be and the, the resources that they have in terms of the television deal they have, the money at their disposal, blah, 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 all that stuff, then yeah, like the logical thought is the only reason they're not doing something this year is because Theo's going to be available next year and that's a big fish and a new challenge for him and boom. But... I just don't know that I can trust that this organization is a logical, smart, forward-thinking organization that way. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I've I've just resigned to the fact that I'm not going to uh, accept anything else other than Theo. You know, I, yeah. I Theo I or bust. That that's I get. You know what? Let's do it, Jack. Now that I mean, I haven't. I, I mean, assuming like we think Neander, the Angels apparently asked the Rays for him, and and the Rays said no. And that they're not going to let him go and all that. So, like, assuming Neander's out, I think the official position of Iowa's podcast has to be Theo or bust. Yeah, and good thing I've never had any bad things to say about Theo or well, called him overrated <laughs> or yeah, Theo, or, Theo, or, Theo. For whenever you get here, or whatever, there is one member of this podcast who has not only had your back but lauded you and argued for you and thinks that your achievement winning with both the Red Sox and the Cubs is the single greatest sports achievement of my lifetime. Theo, sir, just wanted to throw that out there. And let me just, let me just say this. If and when it does become a possibility, you won't, fi- you won't find a bigger Theo guy than me. <laughs> but here's the thing, and here's the thing, and I get why you should not trust the Phillies, and I, I listen, I, I – Totally understand why. But here's here's where I keep coming back to. The Sixers just got freaking Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers, and they are just as incompetent as the Phillies. Like they just uh, they fell ass to great counter, Jack. That's a like, fair they just counter. fell ass they fell ass backwards into a top five coach and a top five exec, right? Like I mean, Girardi, I guess you could say is top was top ten, top five, wherever you want to put them. Managers don't matter anyway. I mean, Theo's is still really high up there when it comes to that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, they could fall ass backwards into this and everything will be fine. I mean, it happens all the time, you know, smart teams or dumb teams become smart all of a sudden, but like Theo's the, and, 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 and another thing I come back to the Mets are going to fill their position this year. They're not going after Theo next off season. I, I would not think so. I mean, they seem pretty all in on starting to build this thing and get the, the get the right guy in there. Angels are filling their uh, vacancy this off season. So there's a big market team. Obviously, Chicago, no, because he's leaving Chicago. Um, the Yankees are obviously the Yankees. Uh, the Red Sox are there with Haim. Um, and, and Billy Bean now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So there's not really there's not really another home that is, quote, supposedly a big market team um, that Theo could come into, and I'm sure they would give up some ownership stock if need to. And I think 
Like Theo is really what Middleton needs. I mean, Middleton needs a guy that that can kind of tell him what to do. That's been a boss that has a track record of winning. Totally. Who's um, not Andy McPhail? Who's not Andy McPhail and is still like is Theo even fifty yet? I mean, think about it. No, Theo's definitely not fifty. I don't. Yeah. I'm without looking. I I I would guess he's in the forty eight range or something like that. But I, I I he's somewhere in that range. I but um. Yeah, I mean it's a it's such a perfect. I mean, look at it. Theo's won two World Series in the last, you know, three I guess because the second Red Sox one was his too. He's won three World Series since Andy McPhail has had a winning season, uh, right? Well, yeah, but just please, yeah, just please, has, please, so please Theo, don't. Theo has won three World Series since a team that Andy McPhail was in charge of has had a winning season. How about that? Uh, just, just, just if you could just not, if you could please stop discrediting the '91 Twins, um, that'd be great. And also, also, if you ask Cubs fans, and I think they would all agree with me, who meant more the Cubs, Theo Epstein or Andy McPhail? They'd all answer Andy McPhail. So, if you could, if yeah. you could not, or slander, Jim Hendry, right? I mean, or on. Jim Hendry, right? Jim, <laughs> how could I forget our, the other, the other genius? So, Weird old man Jim, I, I'm gonna go with old man Jim. By the way, for anyone who doesn't know much about Jim Hendry, take just take a quick perusal of his Wikipedia page. Um, everything about it down to the picture of Jim Hendry screams loser. Like it is just, it, it should just say loser Jim Hendry at the top of the page. Is that fair? Yeah. Jack? It looks like it doesn't, he just looks like a guy that like just eats a lot of red meat and doesn't yeah. move all day. He, like he, just... he, let's, let's say he does not look. What's the word I'm looking for? Impressive. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't envision Jim Hendry walking into a, a room with a, with uh with John Middleton knocking his socks off with how sharp he is. Honestly, James, what the hell do you think Jim Hendry did for Brian Cashman? Do you think he like got him coffee? Like he <laughs> I uh, maybe. I don't even like know if Cashman the, the, would trust him to get the coffee right. He's a special assistant to to Brian Cashman. Do you think, do you think Brian like, Cashman like, like let him nine clean years the toilets or whatever? I mean like he's been doing nothing. He's as useless around baseball. It's like you may as well like go to the your analytics department and be like, all right, who's the top guy here? All right, you're the GM. Like that would be a better hire than Jim Hendry. What are we doing? Again, I'm just throwing my hat in the ring. I'm throwing yeah, my know, hat in the we ring. Know, if, buddy. if we if we, we need it, I'm there. I'm ready to serve. I'm willing to uproot from whatever I'm doing to be there. Um, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to 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 fix this baseball team, I will do. And John, if you hire. <laughs> If you hire Jim Hendry, I, like, there's no coming back for me. You know, honestly, like, the only saving grace if they hire Jim Hendry is that Theo can f- fire him again in in one year, like he did in 2011. Which, and, it would almost be poetic. And it would be hilarious. Yeah. It would be hilarious. And I mean, if you hire Jim Hendry, we're a raised podcast. Yeah, this like year. literally. Like you've we're lost. just gonna like, talk about the rate. We're you know we're just gonna be a baseball pod. No, no. You know what? You know what we're gonna be. We're gonna be a, a Phillies minor league podcast. Ooh, Just, a Brian Barber, yeah, uh, fan stand pod. Yeah, and the drive line I guys. Can think of the, yeah. Oh. Can we just be the Jason Ochart stand club? Travis Herger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I look, let's cling to the smart people in this organization. <laughs> clearly at the top it's not that. So let's cling to the smart people who are there. Uh, we need them desperately. We yes. love you. We love you guys. We love you. Yeah, you are, you me, are our you are our life raft in this ocean of sadness at the moment. Is that fair? 
official message to uh, Ochart, Hergert, um, uh, Brian Barber, his staff. We value you. We and, love you. And, we love you guys. Yes, and and please don't please don't leave. Like yeah. please don't leave. I know I know things are looking dire, but uh, <laughs> the the pl- Look, like honestly maybe maybe will be in your guys maybe yeah yeah know, listen <laughs> listen Theo's feels awesome. Ca- if you if you listen to one podcast, listen to this one. Theo's coming in a year. Just hold <laughs> this. Just hang with us. Hang with us for one year. Theo's coming, and I like dude. What sucks is that. Like the the player development guys are actually making a difference, and I know like people love to say, "Oh, the Phillies haven't developed well and whatnot." Blah 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 blah. For a long time, yes, that's right. But these guys have been here for two years, and you're you're seeing legitimate legitimate velocity gains from guys who did not have velocity. Jojo freaking Romero is hitting 97 this year. Like that's because of the player development guys. Can we just keep those guys happy and keep them here? If you're gonna if you're gonna freaking tank everything else in the organization when it comes to like buying players, at least give me the at least value the smart guys. Like at least value the smart guys in this organization that are getting the most out of the the, the draft picks that you're getting them. Like just please value them, please value them, or else you're gonna lose them. Like they're the, the Mets are here, and if you listen to Steve Cohen, oh, he's not, that's, he's that not was gonna be the thing I get into next. I know, and, and this this was probably a transition, and this will be a transition into us talking about Cohen, who is terrifying. Uh, but the most terrifying so thing, the yeah, the most terrifying thing from the Cohen press conference was that he's not going to go out and buy championships. And I, ultimately, I would love if Steve Cohen just went and tried to buy every free agent because you're not going to win like that. He's not going to do was, it. The he's thing that smart. was so was so terrifying was that he's going to. I think he's going to try to build this from the ground up and be a sustainable winner. Whereas Middleton kind of just went out and, and tried to buy a, buy a championship and trade for a championship and real Mito and Harper and then not sign real Mito. And here we are, whatever. But like you win by developing, you win by having a well oiled machine of an organization. And the, what, what, what hurts and, and then what, supplementing and then right. bring in those extra guys as supplement, you know, right. and the Phillies have some of the right guys down there and I just, I just don't want them to lose them to a team like the Mets, who is willing to seem, well, or it seems like, is they're willing to, to pay for top of the line development guys. It's, it's just, it's just what I don't want to happen. So, um, let, let, let's get into Steve Cohen because I'm excited. <laughs> Man, I'm. Uh, well, I think we texted each other like six different quotes uh, from the Steve Cohen press conference, just being like, "Oh my God, this guy." guy's a problem it's gonna suck i mean he said everything you want to hear i look i steve Cohen's a smart guy uh, there's a reason he's the richest owner in all of baseball now already you know and again what we said before i mean he came on came in and just axed everyone he's like all right oh that's funny i didn't even think about that i said axe which is pretty funny because uh, uh, he's like bobby axelrod bobby axelrod um i only watched a couple seasons of that it was okay i i liked it but i never i didn't like dive no, yeah, I, Billions, Billions is just always an easy listen that yeah, I, or easy yeah, easy okay. watch that was like kind of fun but definitely dumb. But now that the guy's owning the Mets, it terrifies me even more. Yeah, because he's he's a, he's a shark, man. Like he's a shark. This guy, like, there's a reason he's worth fourteen billion dollars, and he's smart and he knows how to run a business. And uh, you know, I mean, like we talked about, like you, the thing you talked about last time with Middleton and and fluidity and all that stuff. Like, this guy's got a lot of money at his disposal. Like, it ain't a problem. You know, it's not a worry. Dude, he basically called the Mets a hobby, man. Like, <laughs> they are. They are. That's how much, they are. That's how much they money are a hobby. this dude has. They are a hobby. Yeah. 
They were hobbied him. Yeah. He's worth fourteen billion dollars. Like this is this is a, a a fun game to play, you know. And and he's also like again everything he said about how he's going to go about his business just sounded smart. And I think that if nothing else, and this is where you credit Josh Harris, right? You made the Sixers comparison before, and yes, they fell ass backwards into a perfect offseason. But the reason it was a perfect offseason is because Josh Harris is a venture capitalist, a guy in, in you know who works with buying and selling businesses and all that. And like he just wants to have smart people who he can pay a lot of money to do the things he needs them to do. Like, and that's what an owner should be. They should be there to say, okay, who's the best at this? Oh, you? Daryl Moore, you're free? Oh yeah. You want 10 million a year? No problem. Easy. Here you go. 10 million a year. Come on in. Run my team. I don't have to deal with all these angry Philly fans anymore. I'll see you guys later. I'm going to go do my other million businesses that I have to worry about. You know, Oh, Doc Rivers, perfect, you know, venerable, uh, respected coach who I can bring in here for my, oh, you're free? Oh, yeah, 10 million a year? Boom, let's roll, buddy. Like, that's the owner you want. You want the owner who is willing to, to say, all right, I'm going to find and hire the smartest people and then I'm going to step out of the way and let them do their thing. That is not the situation we have on either end right now. And I think that there's a really good chance that's what Steve Cohen's going to be. Yeah. And um, again, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but we never lie to the High Hopes listeners. And I tried, James. I, I tried for a couple weeks there to say, you know what? I'm not worried about Steve Cohen. You know, fans buying teams never ends well. You know, especially when the, the they're a gritty Philly guy that wrestled at Haverford School and and grew a cigar company, and he's gonna get his trophy back and die trying and all that fun stuff. Like, I I, I think I have a little bit of experience with a fan of the team who buys the team and then promises that he's gonna turn around and the whole city buys into it because they feel like he's one of them. You know, so I I tried, I tried. And then I heard him talk, and I was immediately terrified. I haven't stopped thinking about Steve Cohen. I, yeah. I, I can't stop thinking about Steve There's two reasons why I can't stop thinking about Steve Cohen. One, I'm terrified, and two, I'm supremely jealous. Like I, I have so never been, I've texted uh, every Mets buddy I have to say, I, I wish I had your owner. Like, oh, I'm, my God. So I'll tr- you want to trade owners? I, I've done it every single Mets fan. I mean, he he looks he he looks terrifying. Like he kind of has like a snarky like. He just doesn't. He just he just doesn't he look like a, like a Star Wars character? You know, like I don't know. He's he's not a very he's he's just creepy looking to me. But whatever. He's a good. He does have a weird a, look. But but when you hear him speak, he comes off impressive. He comes off smart. Yeah. He doesn't say the wrong things again. Like well, except he, he did. He did. He did promise a World Series within three to five years. Which look, is like, uh, which is stupid. That was dumb of him, and he probably got caught up in the moment. But like, let's put it this way: I wouldn't bet against it. Like. Well, at least he's sending the right message. They've you know? got a pretty good infrastructure right now, and like at least it wasn't some BS quote where I don't think he's going to do everything he can to bring a World Series there. Whereas our owner said, oh, "I'm going to bring the bleeping trophy back or die trying." Like, <laughs> no, you're not. Like, no, you're not. You're clearly not. Like, that's that's a a, a bleeping lie. So, like, <laughs> Steve Cohen, like he's like three or five years. Like that. That feels authentic. That feels real to me. Like, this guy's like, we're winning in three to five years. Like, I'm giving you a window. Like, I'm putting my ass on the line right now and saying, I'm winning World Series in three to five years. Like, I just, he came off listening to him, watching him talk. He was just so much more impressive than our owner. Like, especially when you contrast it with that 
horrific horror show of a press conference that our owner gave at the end of the season. Like it just, it's like night and day it's night and day. And, and like, that's what's so upsetting and frustrating is, is I don't know how Middleton competes with this guy. Like I really don't like he said he wants to be the Steinbrenner of the South. Whoops. The Steinbrenner of New York is back there, except he's smarter and shrewder. Like I'm just, man, I, I, I'm the Steve Cohen thing. It was like a, just the, the extra cherry on top of the FU Sunday that has been this Phillies off season so far, you know, with Andy McPhail and Middleton, everyone making the, the, the ice cream part underneath. And you got all the JT Romito and all this other crap on top. And then all of a sudden it's just Steve Cohen, just this huge cherry dropped on top. It's a bummer, man. I, I think the Mets are a problem. Yeah. Honestly, like, the 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 one the one thing that is is I think the the scariest is him talking about how this is like a hobby for him like oh, like owning the Mets is he's not looking to make money off the Mets he's already made money he and... literally said that as a quote he's like this is not something I'm trying to make money off of and 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 that contrasts with what you were talking about last time where it's like the Phillies are Middleton's source of income like that's a crazy dichotomy between those two guys. Yeah, I mean, he still has billions, but <laughs> of course, of yeah, course, I know, you know I, what know, I mean. You know I what know. I mean. We've been through, we've been through the billions thing a thousand times. Whatever, it's not gonna, it's clearly not gonna happen this offseason. The only way the Phillies are gonna get back to where they need to get back to is, is really, you know, hiring Theo and and getting us a, a well-run organization. I mean, again, it's a shame that they're blaming no fans and not being able to get income that way is a reason why they can't spend money on free agents this offseason, but. It's like almost like I have to accept that that's you know where we're at, but um, like they they just have to become they have to become shrewd. They have to develop well. They have to draft. They have to they have to almost <laughs> they have to operate like a small market team. Like that's ultimately where they have to get to. You know, um, they have to they have to do what smart small market teams do at this point, which is draft, develop, and and invest in that kind of stuff. And oh my God. you know, I mean, because it seems like the Mets are gonna go after the 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 big time free agents. They have and to do what it, you just, Jack. You just said casually. They have to do what a small market team does, like casually, like yeah. it wasn't even a thing. I know. Yeah, excited to be here. Just excited to talk about this baseball team. <laughs> they're they're yeah. doing everything right per usual. God, they need Theo. Like, I can't believe it's it's so me that it's gonna come down to Theo. Like, everything that I have. It's <laughs> so funny. It's it's yeah. it's the greatest. Like, I would love for because anyone could go back and listen to our spots where you and I have argued over Theo. Like the things you have said about Theo, but when he comes here and he is the again, you know, if when the miracle happens that he actually does come here. Uh, and it happens like some of the things you said are downright treasonous and what you said about our, <laughs> our president, uh, Theo Epstein. And listen, they might be true. They might be true. <laughs> he might have, he might have lost a step, might have lost a step, uh, doesn't drafted well, exactly. But with Brian Barber in place, you know, maybe it's not a huge problem. Um, <sighs> please. <laughs> All right. Official position of the highest podcast, Theo. Need you, need you, need you, please. Theo or bust, like that's that's it. Oh, what Theo a Theo or bust. I can't. I don't know how we're here, Jack. Uh, you know, it's fine, Jack. Here, how about this for a silver lining? What? 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 How about this? How about this? I got it. I got it. 
I got it. Because anyone who listens to this podcast knows that they have heard you say this as many times as I've heard you say this. There is nothing I'm looking forward to more than the GM Search Podcast. Well, guess what, Jack? You're getting a year of them, buddy. Can't wait. <laughs> Love what Ned Rice and Co. are building over there. Oh, man. Did you ever think when you would say that that that, that this would be the scenario that we were in when we were talking about the I GM Search? absolutely did not. I absolutely <laughs> did not think that this was going to be the freaking predicament that we're in. But oh, buddy. All right. How about how about let's talk about something else fun? Alec Bohm, not rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really care. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't I care. Honestly, I, I have. I used to awards or something that when I was a kid, I really cared about. Now I legit could not care less. Like I kind of care the tiniest bit about MVP and Cy Young, but not really that much. And this year, I don't care about any of them. They're all shams. It means nothing to me. So particularly uh, fine with you know I, I didn't really care. Devin Williams is awesome too. So. Oh, dude, I as a, as a Devin Williams uh, fantasy. Owner I like issue. seeing a middle reliever win it. Like that's fun. That shows progress. Yeah, yeah. Well, it shows that people value the smart things, like a guy that can come in and just shut down a game. You know, like our <laughs> what Sir Anthony was supposed to be fifteen seasons ago. Um, that's what Devin Williams was for this Brewers team. And pretty much like. Except better, except better. If he didn't, if he didn't, yeah, of course. Devin Williams is like Andrew Miller circa, you know, Cleveland 2016 or whatever. Um, But yeah, no, if they, uh, if he wasn't who he was this year, I mean, they don't make the playoffs. I mean, he was a true game changer. So um, would be like, would be nice to, to, to poach someone from that front office, but you know, nevertheless, Ned Rice and co are here. Andy Jim Hendry's just waiting in the wings, Jack. Don't oh, worry. Jim Hendry's. Nothing says a progressive Don't organization worry. like yeah, it's cool. It's cool. like hiring Jim. Jim. The, the fact that it's even a thought is embarrassing. Yeah, like the well, fact that's that, the problem. The like, fact, and, that, and, and the I, fact I, that that was a report, like the fact that was a real and look, like Howard has sources. Like yes. the, that that is that is real to Howard, a certain level. Whether John Middleton ever truly considers it or not. We don't know, but I guarantee you Andy McPhail floated Jim Hendry to John Middleton. Howard is not wrong about that. No, I mean, Howard's, Howard's a guy that he'll put something out there if he if he knows. and he, He's not someone that's going to just throw it out there and see how people react. Like, he actually checks up on stuff, and he really doesn't do it much anymore. You know, he doesn't really put out reports anymore about stuff. So, I mean, this one, it, it, it's definitely real, and... Like the fact that it's even like that's that's what's so disappointing. Like they're they're pro- again probably not going to hire Jim Hendry, but the fact that it's even a thought, it's like what the we don't we try not to curse on this podcast, but we're like what the what the hell are we doing here? Like seriously, like Jim Hendry, like who the. F- who the hell is thinking of Jim Hendry in t- as twenty in twenty twenty baseball, where the freaking Dodgers and the Rays were just in the World Series? Who was knocking down the door for Jim Hendry, the guy who was grabbing Brian Cashman's coffee for the last eight years? Like, get out of here with this crap, man! Like, just get out of here. Just stop. Like, just stop. Just stop. You're you're absolutely killing me. Like it's, it's not that hard to run a freaking baseball team. 
Like it is just not who the who in their right mind thinks in 2020 I'm gonna go after Jim Hendry, Jim Hendry who sucks. Jim Hendry sucks. I mean, literally, he did nothing post 2002 or whatever. Like the 08 Cubs were decent. They were the worst team in baseball when Theo Epstein took over for him. We're gonna bring that guy in. With how the league's trending, baseball was still dumb in 2011. The sport was stupid, and we're gonna bring that guy. Like, why is that even? Why is that even crossing Andy McPhail's mind? He why, was. He why? went. They, they had the highest payroll too. Why they were like is the he crossing two Andy? Three years and second the other year, and they were. Like God, the would you just get Andy McPhail away? Send him to freaking Siberia. I don't care. Get him a freaking plane ticket, a one-way plane ticket. He's going to ruin everything. He's going to ruin everything. That's what he does. That's what he does. He ruins everything with his friends. I don't want your friends. I don't want your friends, Andy. Your friends suck just like you. They all suck. They all suck. Jim Hendry in 2020? Who is thinking of Jim Hendry? Brian Cashman doesn't even know he works for him. <laughs> like, for some reason, he's been allowed inside Yankee Stadium for eight years. Why? Why? Why Jim Hendry? Why? Why are you recommending Jim Hendry? You're retiring in a year. Just retire now. Seriously. Seriously. You're freaking retiring in a year. Get away. Get away. Stop. Stop, stop, stop ruining this baseball team, man. Stop. I beg of you, just get a one-way ticket to Siberia or somewhere away from this baseball team. I just, oh, my God, uproot and move. Jim Hendry, that's your plan? Oh, sorry. No, I thought thought it was perfect. I agree with every word you said. Oh, buddy. Maybe next week we'll just try and like do a things to be happy about pod and just talk about think, like think, Brian no, Barber next, next, and next Jason week, Ochart. Next week, I think we should do the ideal offseason podcast. Okay. Right. Like, are we are we operating under realistic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be the realistic, the like 2020 some, Phillies. Uh, sh- Phillies. We're looking for some shrewd Ned Rice moves. Got it. Sweet. Yeah, the the under the radar Ned Rice. Oh, it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet. All right, what do you got in the take bag, pal? (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, come on, man. We didn't break out the the Lindor thing. That's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, because it's so not gonna happen. That's good. Why? Why again? We we don't lie to the high ups listeners. Why would we entertain such an absurd thing? John Morosi for the Phillies in that tweet. I was like, what are you what are you smoking, pal? What are you smoking? Well, maybe maybe because he saw that they they uh they traded for JT Rabuto with a year left of control and then didn't resign yeah, him. They're so like, like, hey, ooh, ooh maybe they'll do that again. Of these idiots. Um, in all seriousness, uh, I would Abel's untouchable, Bones untouchable, Howard's untouchable. I would trade Abel in a second for Lindor, not for a year of Lindor, but if I knew Obviously the Phillies were going to sign him long term, 
Yeah. If, if, I, I, here's, you know what I would trade for well, a year? Yeah, of course. Or? If you're signing for, yeah, I'm talking about if you're, if you're just well, under the know, assumption of one nothing's, year. It, it's all untouchable. We're not trading for Oh, come for on, a year man. Of, one year of Lindor would be fine. What are you trading for a year of Lindor for? Like, what's the point of a year if you're no, not going to resign him? Like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're definitely not going to resign him. I'm just saying that. Ah, yeah. With I a, trust John Middleton to pony up another three million contract. Oh, come on. Come on. You heard him. You heard him. Stupid money. Stupid money. He's going to spend stupid money. Mm. I don't know. I'm so depressed that I would take a year of Lindor, even if he's going to walk. Just Look, I love Lin- Lindor, Lindor is one of my two favorite non-Phillies players in all of baseball. So, yeah, I would too. Uh, I love I love that dude. I mean, his nickname is Happy. Like, his teammates call him Happy because like, he's just always happy and smiling and stuff. So, he's kind of yeah. like the he's like the James Seltzer of shortstops, you know? He is. I, I am as good a player as Francisco Lindor. Agree. Yes. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> so, oh, so I, I do want to talk about the, I mean, this is what I, I'm sure people came for, um, especially at this point in the podcast. But, um, the the three pit so nothing says a well functioning organization like trying to sign your pitching coaches before your next GM or president. But I know that's where this team is at. And um, the first two names like Dave Lundquist and Rafael Chavez, they're both internal guys. Uh, Chavez seems decently smart, but um, you know I don't. I think I think the guys who have really gotten the most out of the, the guys that have come up have been more. Um, the driveline guys, uh, Travis Harger and, and Pat Robles and, and those guys more than it's been, you know, the pitching coaches down there. But the one guy they brought up uh, who Salisbury brought up was Caleb Cotham, who is great, like legitimately good was with, with, with Cincinnati, um, last year with Kyle body from driveline, another driveline guy, but, uh, Bauer credits a lot of his success this year to, the work that Cotham put in a former major league pitcher. So at least he knows at least that stuff. I mean, to get to the major leagues is obviously an accomplishment in and of itself. Um, but he seems like the perfect guy understands the advanced stuff. And that's what I want. Like, I, you know, there's a lot of people that want to get back to the old school stuff, especially after Kapler and Chris young and all that. I actually want to go f- more in on the analytics and, uh, spin efficiencies and all fun stuff like that. And Cotham would be a really, really good hire. And I think the guys that, they have down there, I think, would help uh, help get them here. Um, but I think that would be, you know, a home run hire. I know it's a pitching coach, but a home run hire. And uh, I hope they do it. I really do. You know, that would be one thing for me to get excited about is uh, is a nice Caleb Gotham hire. Yeah, well, uh, Trevor, Trevor Bauer, like, called him out during his, his – with his Cy Young thing, like, specifically said, you know, thank you to that guy. I mean, that's nice. pretty – yeah, an assistant pitching coach you don't see that very often. So that that was that, uh, notable. Um, he was not. And, he was and not. It does the seem was, like people around baseball dig this guy. So it, right. it's interesting. Right. I mean, they have a, they have a really good pitching development staff out there. Clearly, I mean, clearly. I mean, what they did with Sonny Gray alone is miraculous. I mean, Derek Johnson's a stud, but then he factor in body and he factor in um, like a guy like Cotham, and it's just. I mean, that's that's what you want when you're like, it, listen, if you're going to not invest money in the team this year, at least invest in some development guys that caught them. So uh, that's where I'm at with that. How far away are we from a uh, from Bryce requesting a trade? Yeah, I there like I am. No, so there. it's not like there. there. Obviously, <laughs> it's not quite there yet, but like a year. Like if they don't a year and they don't get Theo. Yes. Yeah, I. And and honestly, I wouldn't be mad at him. 
You know, I am. It, I would. I would wholeheartedly. Not. I can't support him because I'm a Phillies fan. But like, I would wholeheartedly support that if I like of any player. Like, I mean, again, like what we said before, he got conned, man. Like he got conned. Like all Bryce Harper wants to do is win. Like I. That sucks. I would. I. I feel for that dude. Yeah. Um. I do too. And I. Honestly, it, it might be if a year from now, it might be best for both parties. You know, it might it might be best to be like, listen, we thought that when we signed you, that we were going to be able to take this next step forward, and we were closer than we were, and we could facilitate players around you. But I mean, ultimately, this might be going the ways of or going the way of a Rod and the Rangers. I mean, signing this guy to a big money and then not being able to build a team around him, and they ship him away. And obviously Bryce would have to agree to that, but if I think I think if Bryce sees the writing on the wall, this team's going to kind of go into a semi rebuild or whatever. I, I could see it being like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's it it would it might be best to it might be best of both worlds, you know. Phillies can kind of reset and get some money off the books and you know try again in a couple of years. But at that point, we're a decade plus removed from making the playoffs, which is great. Um, but yeah, I. I I'm te- I'm I'm starting to think about the the Bryce requesting a trade, and I wouldn't be mad at him at all. Yeah, and and like you said, I mean, why waste his prime? Like you know, if you're not gonna be able to build a team around him and compete with him, like what what's the point? Like it's unfair to him and it's unfair to everybody. Like and to Jack's point, like you know, use him to build up assets, get a bunch of stuff for Bryce Harper, you know, trade for some legitimate prospects. Like that would make more sense. It just is like, it would be a real tough pill to swallow. You know, it just, uh, you know, with the prospect, the idea of, of signing Bryce Harper for us, as we know, I mean, go back and listen to the, we got Bryce pod. I mean, it's just the idea of like, all right, we're, we're, we're going, man. Like this is real now. And we got a, 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 a superstar to come here and supercharge this thing and like let's roll and like to turn around so quickly after that and and blow it all up um it would you know it really is disastrous it's a a, a horrific job of of organizational um you know competency and all that but at the same time it also for for this fan base it's just a it's sad, man. It's a kick in the junk for a fan base that has already waited nine years to make the playoffs. And, you know, that's tacking on a lot more time now. And, and again, you know, not knowing who's in charge of it and who's running it and who's building it. Like, it's just, uh, it's a bummer, man. It's a bad time. And final thing here, not that I want to bum me out even more, but uh, can't you can't you just envision? And I don't want I don't want to scare you or anyone listening to this podcast. But like, can't you already envision Middleton at the the Jim Hendry introductory press conference saying the the sentence of uh, Jim Hendry was a Steve Bartman drop foul ball away from <laughs> being in the World Series. Oh my god! Oh man! I can't do a Jim Hendry yeah. press conference. Come on, it'd be fun. I'm not kidding. We're taking a year off. We're, we're going to be a race yeah. pod. Yeah, race. We're taking a year. Or, you know, we'll just be like a smart baseball pod. One episode, we'll talk Rays, and we'll talk the Dodgers, yeah. we'll talk the Indians. No, we'll be we'll be a, we'll be a fantasy baseball podcast. Ooh, That's we'll okay. I can take yeah. that. Yeah, okay. we're taking the year. It's a solemn oath. John Middleton, you've heard this. <laughs> we, we keep our word. 
We didn't do a pod for a week plus when we didn't fire Matt Clintock, and we were willing to just yeah. stop. So we're yeah. not going to go away this time because we love the IOPS listeners. And it was there, people were upset when we almost went away last time. So we don't want to do that. But hope you like fancy baseball talk. You got two fancy baseball nerds talking to you right now. So we'll go deep, buddy. We'll go deep. We'll bring it. Get some and, dynasty talk going. Uh, Jack, I mean, that's like a perfect uh, uh, yeah. MLB draft vehicle because we don't even have to just focus on the 13th pick. We could talk about all those guys and their dynasty rankings as soon as they're drafted, Jack. This is like, let's go. Yeah, might might have to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> But, yes, I would – listen, give me Ned Rice and freaking McPhail for a year over <laughs> over injury. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would I, – I, I, I would take Ned Rice for a year over Jim Hendry yes. a million times out of a million. Like yep. every single yep. time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Every time and twice on Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. What a baseball team. What a baseball <laughs> team. Excited to be here. Excited All to go right. Oh, pal. All right. So next week we're doing a perfect offseason, a less fun. It's just uh, going to be a bunch of one-year one. <laughs> one $8 million deal, guys. Uh, I can't, oh, $8 million. Wow. I'm gonna give out uh you know some know, one year one point three million dollar contracts. Let's go. Big money spent on Kirby Yates on a one year five million dollar deal. Yeah. Oh, you think Kirby Yates is coming that cheap? I don't think so. We'll see. I mean Robbie Ray just went for one year eight million, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Fun time. Ah, good times. All right. Uh final thoughts. Ah, final thoughts. Um, I can't wait for the MLB draft. That's the only thing I think that I'm excited for for baseball in the next <laughs> four four months, five months, whatever. Ugh, such a bummer. We'll try and have more fun next week. I promise. It's Thanksgiving's coming up. We'll figure out a way to oh, love a good focus focus on some fun stuff. And uh, we'll get there. We're going through this together. It's cathartic. It's uh, it's like a group therapy session. You know, we need this right now, and, and we'll get through it. Um, and, you know, Theo or bus, Jack. Nothing like putting all your eggs in the basket a year away from now and wasting Bryce Harper's prime. But <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Very on brand. Theo or bus. He's Fred some salt. We'll see you later.